everyone, and welcome to the Transform Your Confidence Show. This is a show about holistic leadership and advocacy, and I'm your host, Raj Gurn. Here's a bit about me. I'm a longtime serial entrepreneur who specializes in mindset, branding, media, communications, and marketing, and I firmly believe that great leadership and advocacy is predicated on the mission that everyone must benefit across the entire food chain. I'm an award-winning C-suite entrepreneur who has worked in the media and event space for the past 20 years with many Fortune 500, celebrity, and thought leader clients from around the world. At this point in my life, I seek to share my many insights and resources with anyone who wants to learn about holistic leadership and advocacy in a newly launched online community at the openchessconfidenceacademy.com where I've mandated my entire organization to provide products and services that center around knowledge, action and accountability. My goal with this show is to pull back the curtain, I mean way back, to bring you insider knowledge and resources on how today's change makers are leading with intention and creating meaningful environments that serve everyone. I also want to help you reimagine what your life could be if you had a constant view from the top of the mountain. I believe that in order to get there and stay there, you need to learn from those who have a constant and unobstructed view of Nirvana. These are not just the usual suspects, but the ones that sit in the middle of the volcano as the lava explodes through the top of the mountain. They are the crazy ones who change the world, and they are the ones that I want you to meet. Are you ready? Let's go. Thanks for tuning in to another great two-part series of the Transform Your Confidence Show. I'm your host as always, Raj Gurn, the founder of the OpenChessConfidenceAcademy.com. This week's theme is branding and marketing, where I deep dive a subject matter that I'm absolutely passionate about. And this week, we are going to be tackling how do you market your brand in today's information overload culture? To help me do this, my guest is the fabulous Shama Haider, who is the visionary strategist for the digital age a web and TV personality, a two-time best-selling author, and the award-winning CEO of Zen Media, a global marketing and digital PR firm that helps B2B and B2C brands make meaningful connections with the modern-day customer via influencer marketing and experiential and digital storytelling. And then, turn them into bottom line results. Please welcome to the show, my girl, Shama Haida. Thanks so much, sweetheart, for agreeing to be on the show. <laughs> Only for you, Raj. Only for you. Oh my gosh. You know, I want to just jump right in, sweetheart, because there's just so much wealth of wisdom from your experience that I want to kind of uh, you know, allow all of my listeners, the audience, people who read this on the podcast and they watch it on YouTube to really garner, you know, experience-based marketing tips, especially with everything that's going on in the world today. So I want to start by giving some context first, Shama, on your experience. Can you share some of the highlights from your journey so far in building Zen Media? Let me share my story real quick with you, Rajan, and the listeners viewers, however you're consuming this podcast, I guess. And hopefully it'll be valuable because I know so many people are making the transition right now, whether they're 
starting businesses, as we see for the first time, huge spike in entrepreneurship, or they're switching careers, whatever that might, whatever that might look like for, for them or for you as you're watching. So I started Zen Media right out of grad school. I was 22 years old. I did my thesis on Twitter when it had 2,000 users. And um, yeah, and I couldn't get a job in the real world because there were no jobs in the field. The field itself was so new. And so from that point, obviously, you know, we've um, we've grown quite a bit as a company. We passed our first million in the first three years of doing business. Uh, we've continued to uh, grow into earned and owned media. So everything from content, social, um, influencers, you know, our specialty is really how do you break through the noise. And when I started the company, I knew very little about business, knew a lot about marketing and, and trends and social. And so it's been an interesting process of, of having to learn all these things. Um, and so, you know, but I find this world fascinating. I think there's so much opportunity right now for anyone looking to build a brand. Yes, it's challenging in that it is noisy. There's so much happening. But you have to realize so much is happening because people are paying attention. And wherever there's attention, there's a room for you to be able to brand yourself, for you to be able to um, connect with people in a meaningful way. And I think that's really what what we do in and out, helping our clients connect with their customers in a more meaningful way, whatever that may look like. So as a subject matter expert, Shama, I want to get your take on what you believe branding should be in today's business world with the you know obvious virtual explosion that has going on and is going to continue to amplify as we move into um, business being a lot more virtual. What, what are your thoughts there? So let's look at what we know it's not going to be, right? So branding is not your logo. It's not a billboard. I think there's such, I think that term sometimes is just so, <laughs> there's so many connotations around what branding is. And it's really none of those things. Your brand is, you know, what people say when you're not in the room. Your brand is what precedes you. It's what follows you. It's your reputation. It's uh, it's what you're synonymous with. And so I think in, in that way, your brand is a lot greater than <laughs> than what you um, what I think most people think about when we talk about brand, which is it's not your logo. I mean, yes, that can be part of your visual identity, but it's so much greater than that. And especially today, you know, we are in a digital age. As things get more and more hybrid, you're not it's you're not locked into a physical location, not for the opportunities, not for the customers you could potentially want to work with. All these things. So then, your brand becomes even more important. Um, they've done some great studies around this. I think it's been fascinating to see pre-COVID, post-COVID. I mean, I know we're still sort of in the midst of that pandemic, but it's just interesting to see how much buyer behavior patterns have changed even in that time. So even before COVID, what they were finding was that almost over 60% of the buyers are through their buying cycle before they even get to a business. So before it used to be like sales is your first stop because salespeople had all the information. Well, sales is now the last top because people, the buyers have all the information and they're just, you know, so brand really means you're helping them. You're closing before you're even convincing, right? You're getting them through that process before they're actually even talking to someone they, before they even get to that point. So branding becomes, I think, something much broader, much more um inclusive of owned media, earned media, owned media being like, you know, your content. This podcast is a great example. Earned media would be uh, media relations, press, like what are other people saying about you? And a combination of those things is really what your brand is built around. So based on what you just said there, Shama, what about marketing? Like 
what do you believe to be the best way to describe its role in this same expanding virtual world of business? Yeah, in some ways, marketing is everything, right? Like, <laughs> and we're always marketing. And that's the thing. I mean, whether you're in an organization and you're marketing to your superiors and your, your peers and your colleagues, um, whether you are in a company where you're building a business and you're trying to market to customers, I think the very, you know, very basic definition of marketing is you are trying to get an idea across. So whether that's you know, you're raising money for a nonprofit. It's just so ubiquitous, this idea of marketing and this idea of being able to get people to pay attention to what you are doing. Um, and why should they, right? Given everything that's happening in their lives, like what is the thing that, what, what is the, what's the trigger? What gets them to, to engage? So I think that's, that's really sort of the broad definition of marketing. So why is it crucial to have a brand and marketing strategy as a business owner today, based on everything that you've said so far? Well, it's not crucial. It's only crucial if you want sales. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's kind of like saying, well, why is it important to have a good product or service if you're in business? Uh, I mean, if you want to stay in business, it's it's absolutely crucial. And so, yeah, I, I, look, I think marketing, uh, I think to your point, to your question, Raj, which is more marketing can no longer be an afterthought, right? For so many times it's like, oh, we're going to do all this and then let's throw on some marketing as if it's like a little bit of butter on toast when really it's it's how you communicate your ideas and it starts from day one. You know, sometimes when we work with clients, they're, they're not even ready for customers yet. They're focused more on investors. So even marketing to investors is a whole different thing than you're marketing to your, you know, for people who are, attracting a lot of the clients we work with it's not even the customers they're trying to attract and retain talent so mm -hmm. part of that becomes how do you attract and retain talent from from that perspective so um in in that way i think you know marketing can't really be an afterthought if you're going to compete in today's landscape so with um people who are looking at starting their business and you know they have to kind of figure out how to start their brand from scratch what are some of the must-dos that you can share with those people? Yeah. So, you know, the first thing you want to think about is, is outcome. What, what do you, what do people get for working with you? Whether that's a product service, I think so many times, especially when you deal with B2B, there's um, people, or if you're like an engineering or data background, it can get really, you know, get really weighed down in like the, the process, but you've got to think about the outcome. Why does someone engage with you? What is it that they want at the end of the day? What are they looking for? So I think getting crystal clear on that and then, you know, figuring out your differentiator, because look, a brand that, why do we talk about anything? We talk about something because it's different. It stands out. We don't, you know, it's, we don't even comment on the weather unless it's an anomaly, right? Like it's something different. Um, so we do think it's worth spending the time to really figure out what is your differentiator? How do you stand out in the current marketplace? And how do you fit, you know, how are you fulfilling a need for your market that's not currently being met? So with that said, I mean, you know, there's this, you know, a very important relationship between branding and marketing where people kind of use the terms interchangeably, but they have a very distinctly different yet um, very aligned purpose. So I want to ask you this, Shama, what are the basic marketing elements that all brands should have in place to go to market, irrespective of the size of their company and the stage of their growth. 
Yeah, so if you think about it this way, and we call this the PESO model in-house, it's uh, paid, earned, owned, and shared, right? Or paid, earned, shared, owned, if you like the, the acronym. And so part of this is figuring out uh, what, what area do we want to grow, invest in? And they all have to play together. And so if you think about owned, owned channels are things that you own. That's your, your copy, your website. It's you have full control. So if you have full control over something, it's generally owned. This podcast is an example of owned media. Um, then you look at earned. Earned is third party. So while this is an owned channel for you, Raj, this is earned for me, right? Because it's not something that's paid. It's not a paid opportunity. It's an invite only opportunity. It's a media opportunity. So it's earned. It's third party credibility. So those that's a whole different sector. And by the way, these things apply to any business. It's just going to be a matter of scale of how, right, how much you invest and how you grow based on what your goals are. And then you have shared. Shared is social. So wherever this podcast gets placed, shared, if you like it, if you share it, then you are participating in the shared shared media aspect. And then you have, um, then obviously you have the P, which is paid. So paid is, you know, advertising. I think that's something that most people think is synonymous with marketing, even more than branding. And it's really not. Advertising is a type of marketing. Um, but advertising is different. It is, you know, it's where you pay to play. So when you're running Facebook ads or Instagram ads, where you are paying a platform um, to get, you know, a share of their audience or get eyeballs or visibility, that's paid media. So this is a good framework for anybody looking to figure out, okay, how do I make sense of my marketing? So do people need to dial all of those in? Like what, like what are some of the benchmarks that you look at and you advise brands on depending on whether they're small, medium or large? I know a lot of it has to do with budget and intention and all mm-hmm. of that. What are, can you help people understand that piece? Because, the, you know, your model is obviously everything that you can dial in. If you had to pick and choose, perhaps you go into market for the first time, what are some of the things that you could say to them in terms of that model that you just shared? Yeah. So here's here's what I would say. It's not a matter of do you need this? It's how much do you do within a category? Right. So this it's very, for example, owned owned for someone just starting out may just look like a website that's owned media but you need to have that right now as you scale, you might have your website, you might have the podcast, you might have an email newsletter. You've got more. Uh, I mean, all of it is, an, it's, it's just a, a matter of scale. How quickly do you want to grow? And this is what companies do all the time. By the way, if you ever wonder why these companies that are not profitable are growing the way they are, they understand they're not trying to make a profit. They're trying to grow <laughs> and growth means investing into it. And look at the end of the day, it all comes down to two things in, in marketing. And I'm going to be very blunt. It's time and money. So when you were starting a business, it's time. As you you put in your time, you you know you work, you work hard, you do the outreach, you put in the time. And then as your time becomes more valuable, you put in the money. And that's this is like the basic (laughs) premise. This is what corporate America follows. This is what you know um, globally corporations follow. This is what individual businesses. When you were just starting out, when you were a one man or one woman band, it is time. And time is what you have and time is what you invest. Absolutely. And all of the different ways that you can kind of go to market today requires content. 
it requires telling a story on some level. Um, so content marketing has clearly become the holy grail of creating relationships with audiences, especially audiences that are cold audiences. that don't know who you are. They don't know what your value proposition is. And they don't know if they want a relationship with you. I want to ask you this. What is it? that you've seen that content marketing can do that other forms of marketing cannot based on campaigns that you've done with clients? Well, if you think about content marketing, it's a perfect example of owned media, right? It's you getting to tell your story. So the most powerful thing there is that you're controlling the narrative and that it's your story. It's your platform. You have the mic. And then if you think about content marketing in the form of its value. How are you driving value to your audience? And it can look different. I mean, people on TikTok right now who are TikTok influencers, they are creating value. They, you know, they are they are doing content marketing. <laughs> now, given you know it is a third-party platform or not, but it is their content, it is their their creation. So it's a little bit of owned and shared kind of merged a little bit there. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, you have to think about your audience and what is valuable to your audience. And those, that is what you have to deliver to them. So, and that's going to look very different based on what your business is. See, so people like to think marketing is magic and it's not. Marketing is not, is not magic. It's very much knowing your audience, knowing where they are, and then consistently being in front of them. I mean, you think about all these brands that we think of when we think of anything, just the most famous brands in the world. How do you think they got there? We get there through marketing, branding, and consistently being in front of us. They have they have mind share. So at the end of the day, what you're really hoping for is the more mind share you can get from your customer base, your prospect base, the better. For someone going into the content marketing arena for the first time, what are the need to knows to put together a solid content marketing strategy specifically to solicit clients? So a couple of things I'll, I'll say it this way. When you say solicit clients, one thing I want to be really clear about is this is not direct response. Even advertising is not direct response. And here's what I mean by this. Most people think they will do one marketing thing and it will result in people flocking to them. This is not how it works. It hasn't worked like this in a very long time, right? It's just not the way. Um, I mean, it's not how we as humans make decisions anymore. In fact, this is an interesting stat from pre-COVID, post-COVID, and I want to say it's Forrester, um, but they found that it used to take 19 touch points. No, I'm sorry, 17 touch points in 2019 before someone went from prospect to buyer. Now, post-COVID, post-pandemic, again, get it, we're still in the middle of it, midst of it to some degree. But now, 2021, it takes 23 touch points. So... That's so when you write a blog post or you do something, I think the the reaction tends to be because most people play the short game, right? They, this is the thing. You really have to play the long game because I think there's such a sense of, oh, wow, look, this person did a TikTok video, went viral and voila. And you just don't realize how much work goes on behind the scenes for anything. I mean, it, you, people look at my LinkedIn and they'll say, oh, you have 640,000 followers. Like, how did that happen? That's you know, I've been on LinkedIn for years, for over a decade, providing content and sharing and publishing articles and, and sharing thoughtful pieces. It does not happen overnight. None of this happens overnight. Um, and so I, I think I just want to say that I want to preface that because I think it's important when people think I will do a little bit of marketing and then it'll and it's not how it works. And then they're disappointed because they're not playing the long game. Um, 
It, but the thing is, if you play the long game, the results are great, right? You you own mind share, you get category leader, your share of voice goes up, so your market share goes up. It's all connected. The more consistent you are. In fact, LinkedIn um, did a study where, or they actually, um, they sponsored a study and they found that B2B brands that are famous, that are well-known, 12x more in revenue than brands that are not. Mm -hmm. right? It doesn't always show up right away. But it shows up in 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 time. Like certain brands, I can see Microsoft, Apple, uh, Starbucks, Tim Hortons, and you're like, yes, yes, yes. The, you know, we may not want that right now, right away. But these brands are embedded; they have mindshare, and that's that's what you're aiming for. Not global, perhaps, and not your audience based on your skill, but maybe within that community. And this is why I think it's really important to get your business basics right, like having mm -hmm. a having an audience that you serve having a community that you know you know you can provide value for sometimes when people say oh who's your audience everyone well everyone is no one <laughs> so being really clear on your audience makes a difference so content wise to answer your question raj having a strategy starts with your niche your audience what value are you going to provide meaning what questions are they asking that you can answer that only you can answer in your particular way and consistency this is so key because there's no content marketing strategy that you can just push something out and then sit back and relax. It takes consistency and it takes work. I mean, you know, I think people get very excited. There's a certain glamour around business and marketing even, and it's, it's a sexy subject. But when you look at the nitty gritty, it's a lot of nitty gritty. Mm -hmm. That's what moves the needle. Thank you so much for staying till the end. I really hope you enjoyed the show. Before you leave, I would love for your support by subscribing to my show and letting everyone you know know about it and have them come take a listen. I would sincerely appreciate you joining me at LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Search Raj Gurn and the Open Chess Confidence Academy. Until next week, I hope you continue to cultivate your own ecosystem so that everyone in and around it is empowered by your mission to elevate them all. See you next week.